0: Our title is Teaching and Healing. And it's, once again, Matthew 4, 12, verses 12 through 25. And in this uh, particular chapter, we see that Jesus uh, does several things. Number one, uh, his word, God's word is fulfilled, um, is revealed, is fulfilled. And then we see that God... Uh, also, calls, and then last but not least, we see that God heals. Um, these are the different things that we see throughout um, Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 25. So, let's just go ahead and go um, verse by verse. Um, now, when Jesus had departed, <clears throat> Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt into Capernaum which is upon the sea coast and the borders of Zebulon and Nephtalium, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Esaias, the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulon and the land of Nephtalium, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan and Galilee of the Gentiles. The people which set in darkness saw great light and to them which saw, and to them which set in the region and shadow of the death, light is sprung up So here we see that God's word is revealed. We know that in the Old Testament, the prophets spoke about Christ. They talked about Christ, um, talked about the things concerning him. They talked about the things in which he would do. And then right here in the first couple of verses or the verses of 12 through 16, we see that God's word is is, uh, fulfilled. Um, The thing I like about God's word fulfilled is, is that when we think about it, there are certain things that we do in which we see that God's word is true. Um, if, you, if you're if you obedient to your parents, you don't get in trouble. But think about it. Where in the Bible does it say we should be obedient? Or what does it say about being obedient? Honor, our father. Honor your father and your mother. Is that your days? Your days should be long on the earth. So so we see that God's word is first is, is 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 in the Bible, right? It's told to us, and then we do it, right? And then God's word is fulfilled. It is it's it's true. Um think about something else. Thou shalt not steal. Think about when you steal something, what happens? hmm You can go to jail. What else? <clears throat> you can get killed. You can get killed. Think about when you don't steal, you work hard for something. What happens? You appreciate it more, right? You're not just gonna you're not just gonna throw a hundred dollars away that you work for, right? You ain't, you ain't throwing that away. So God's word, uh, we read it, we study it, and then we come back to it, and then. We start to apply it to our lives, and it gives us this this, this uh, feeling of fulfillment. Um, and then in verse fourteen, we can see it said that it might be what fulfilled. fulfilled, right? It must that that God's word might be fulfilled, right? Which was spoken. This has already been said, and for us, it is written. And when we read it and we apply it, God's word comes fulfilled. And then secondly, we see that. God's word is revealed. Jesus Christ is the word. You know, if you go to Matthew, it said in the beginning was the what word and the word became flesh. Right. And so Jesus is the revelation. Jesus is revealed. But in um, chapter four, of Matthew, verse 17, it says from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So here we see that. That Christ is revealing, hey, I am here. Everything that the prophets have spoken of, everything that they said about me is now being fulfilled. And secondly, being revealed, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So the revelation of Christ. Christ comes in and he automatically notices. When it is time, Christ automatically starts. Preaching the gospel. And for those of us that are saved, that have been called, when we are saved, when we are called, we should preach the gospel. The gospel, right? The revealed word of God. Revealing it to the hearts of men. That, one, we're sinners. Right? Two, that God is angry with sinners. Three, Jesus died for sinners. That if we believe that Jesus died for sinners, that he died for our sins and we accept him as our Lord and our Savior, that we'll be saved and we will have eternal life. So Christ came and revealed that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He told them to repent and then he told them that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then next, As we move on, we see that not only does um, God fulfill his word, God reveals his word, but then God calls. So after the preaching, the revelation, right, he's calling, right? so we move to verse 18 of chapter four of Matthew and Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw how many brethren? Two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a nets into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, and a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And so here we see that Jesus called his disciples. We see that God calls, right? He calls, right? We see that he calls us, right? Come unto me, all ye that are Heavy laden, right? Come unto me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light, right? So he calls us and he calls us. And then we know that when he calls us, he calls us first to, to repent, right? Hey, I am a sinner. I am a sinner. God is not pleased with me. And the only sacrifice, the only thing that is acceptable to God is Jesus Christ. And I must accept Jesus, right? And so he calls them and he pulls them away from something that they were doing to something greater. And that is to call other men into repentance and accepting Jesus Christ. So not only do we see that God fulfills, that, that God's word is revealed, that God calls Last but not least, we see that God's word heals. And so going back to verse 23 through 25 and saying Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse disease diseases and torments and those were possessed with devils and those which were lunatics and those that had palsy and he healed them and there followed him a great multitude of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond Jordan. When God's, when God's word heals us, he heals our hurts, he heals our, our pains, he heals our heart, those, those bad memories that we have. And he takes us and he molds us and he shapes us and he gives us a new life, a life in Christ. We always hear them say that he, uh, that he picked me up and he turned me around, right? I was heading toward a dead end and at the dead end, the other road, there was a, a cliff and if I would have kept walking, I would have fallen over. Right? And died in my sins. Died with no hope at all. But he turned me around and he placed my feet on solid ground. And now here I am walking. Jesus here goes out and he starts healing. And notice, notice, notice what he's, what he's, what and how he's healing. He's healing those with different diseases, those who are tormented, those who are possessed with devils. Those who are crazy, lunatics, those who have palsy, and he healed them. When we are saved, we are healed. Right? We no longer are are living in in a life of death. We don't go around lying no more. Because we know that lying is deceit. And deceit causes people, right, to not trust us. Causes people to hate us. And... We know that we're not living in truth when we're lying, right? We don't go around thinking that there's no God, right? And since there's no God, I can live how I want to live and do what I want to do. Our minds are healed because Christ has transformed us. And we know that there's a God. And we know that Christ died for our sins. And we know that we're going to heaven. And so, therefore, we live a life that is pleasing unto him. And we're no longer living a life where we're crazy, right? Right? Or we're possessed. Or we're controlled by this world. We're controlled by God's word. So. Christ heals. God's word heals. And that is the exact thing that that we uh, place our hope in. Are there any questions? Let's close in prayer. Dear God, thank you Father for your word. Thank you dear Lord for uh, allowing us to hear it. And Dear Lord Father. To know that um, your word fulfills That your word is revealed, dear Lord, that you call us and that, dear Lord, Father, you heal us, dear Lord, from all the hurts and the pains, dear Lord, of trying to be something, dear Lord, that we are not and changing us, dear Lord, to look more and more like your son and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I pray that you may help us, dear Lord, Father, to seek you more, Father, to be more obedient unto you, dear Lord, that you may be pleased with us, dear Lord. Jesus, now we pray. Amen.